series this month called Better. Everybody say better. Well, it certainly is this, is that Jesus is better. Amen? Amen. My name is Pastor Jason, and I have an opportunity to speak to you this morning. I'm one of the pastors here at Kingwood Church, and as you see, our lead pastor, Pastor Jay, is right here with us this morning, and it is so glad, I'm so glad to have this uh, opportunity today. The author of Hebrews opens the first half of this book that's written to the church, the Hebrew church, and, and he says, the author says that Jesus is better, and he makes a long list. He's better than, than Moses, and he's better than the law, and he, he, he goes down the list of what Jesus is better than, and then the last part, he starts this process of extortation, exhortation, not extortion, but exhortation, <laughs> and last week, Pastor Mark, you did such a great job uh, talking to us about what it means to have faith. And he, read, he preached out of the faith chapter. And this morning, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 13. And so I'm going to open up with this passage of Scripture right here, Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. It says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? I love the way the author says that. The Lord is my helper. And because he's my helper, I'm not going to be afraid. What can this world do to me? What can the people around me do to me? What can anything I experience in this world do to me if I have the helper of heaven on my side? Do you realize that the God of heaven is rooting for you, that he is going to battle for you, that, that yes, we've got to get in the trenches and fight, but we've got the God of heaven that fights on our side. And not only do we have the God of heaven fighting on our side, his spirit, if you've accepted Jesus, lives on the inside of us and speaks to the internal person that we are and encourages us as we go through the battle. My wife, was Corey, was supposed to speak with me this morning, but she's in the hospital with her grandmother and providing care for her as she transitions. And I told them this morning, I told grandmama that I would give a shout out to her. Uh, they're watching from the hospital this morning. So grandmama, I love you and I'm praying for your recovery. So glad that you're able to join us. It didn't look like earlier this week that she would be joining us for church uh, on Sunday uh, as she was found non-responsive in her home uh, on Monday evening. And as she was in the hospital, we were in the emergency room with her. And do you know when the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you and you're going through a trial, you're going through the battle, and she was, she was going through the battle, she didn't even know where she was at, what was going on, but I saw, heard her over and over again saying, praise God, I praise you, God. As she's unconscious in the hospital, she keeps saying this. Her spirit is speaking out of the inside of her as God begins to pray through her. Sometimes I didn't even know what she was praying as God took over and was praying through her. Come on, when God lives on the inside of you, there's situations that you're going to face in life 
that you don't have to fear. Amen? Because you can trust in God. Can everybody say that with me this morning? Say, trust in God. Pastor Mark, as you preached last week on faith, you told us that the Greek word for faith is one word. It's the same as trust. There's not a, it's, not a, it's not a different word. It's just one is a noun and one is a verb. And so faith is what we have, and trust is the action part of faith. It's how we put our faith into action. You know, Corey and I have been married 23 years this year. It really doesn't seem, you can hold the applause until we reach 50. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Wait till we get 50 and then you can applaud. <laughs> wow, 50 years. All right, 23 years. I share uh, our wedding anniversary with my cousin who got married this year. He's 28 years old and uh, he's my youngest cousin. And I'm telling you this on the 15th of July, uh, this month, as we celebrated our anniversary, we married he and his wife. And uh, you guys were there, Amy and Doug. Y'all were there. And uh, come on, it was hot, wasn't it? It's the hottest wedding that I think I've ever participated in in my entire life. I messed up and stayed inside, like in the air conditioning, like we're, like the wedding party's supposed to be, and everybody's outside. They're getting acclimated, and when I step out, I start condensing in the heat. Sweat began to pour off of me, and I'm telling you, this poor bride, I'm watching her. As sweat is coming down, Mike and Anita, you were there, you know, sweat was coming down my nose, and as I was speaking, I was anointing them with my with my sweat. I looked over at the bride one time and she's glancing at my notes to see how much time we have left <laughs> before the deal is done. <laughs> it was hot. The wedding cake is melting through the table. <laughs> That's how hot it was. So I get to share this wedding anniversary with my cousin every year now. And man, can I just tell you that in times of marriage, it's not the easiest thing in life that you set yourself to do. Can I tell you that uh, it's not always just reaching into the cookie jar and getting something sweet out of it. It's work, isn't it? Come on, it's, it's, it's work. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to trust God in the middle because things happen in life around you as you're striving to be that you, the best that you can be for your spouse. Things still happen. Come on, how, how many have ever heard of financial issues? That happens in marriage and you have to get on the same page and talk about your finances and you have to talk about the things going on around you. It's, it's not all sugar, is it? And in those times, I can tell you this, I, I've got the best wife on planet Earth. I really feel that way. She's such a strength to me, but I can, I can say this, that there's times where we've had to trust God and say, Lord, our child is having surgery right now. We've got to trust you through this. Lord, we don't know what's going on next, but we're coming together and we're believing and we're trusting. And maybe today you're, you're trying to hold on and your marriage is in turmoil, or maybe you're fighting to pay the bills, or maybe you're fighting an ongoing addiction. Maybe that's, that's been happening in your life, or maybe you're fighting to keep your kids on track, or maybe 
You're fighting in life because you have to put up with crazy people every single day. Come on, does somebody know what I'm talking about? There's some crazy people in this world. And we have to work with them. We have to go to school with them. We have to put up with them on a daily basis. And come, just based off that fact, God, I need you in my life. But you know, when you go through those things, sometimes it wears us down. There is disappointment in life and there's doubt in life. And sometimes that can lead to depression or depressive thoughts. But can I tell you today that it's worth the fight? Keep fighting. Don't give up. Trust in God. Come on, say that with me this morning. Say, trust in God. Trust in God. Don't give up the fight today. Here are a few, here are a few top searches. You know, Google has this little analytic portion to it where you can go on and see what the top searches were on a certain topic. And so... I went in and searched for how many people or how often the topic of trust God was searched. Here's the top questions that came up on Google. The first one, how can I trust God when bad things happen in my life? How can I trust God's plan for my life? How can I trust God when I can't see him or hear his voice? How do I trust God's timing? How can I trust God when I feel overwhelmed or anxious? How do I trust God when I've been hurt or betrayed by others? Come on, the list just kept going on and on and on. I've chose the, the top five this morning. Maybe some of you have found yourself in that place where you've went on and you've inquired on Google. Like, like how do I trust God when this, and you fill in the blank this morning because you know your life and what's going on around you. In Psalm 20, King David made a very powerful statement. Verse 7, it says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the Lord our God. Come on, David is making this powerful statement. He's saying, but, that means besides what's going on around me, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. I love this verse because it says some. Some trust in horses and some trust in chariots. You know what that means? They trust what they see in front of them. They trust what is evidently in front of them, and they take the facts, and they go, okay, this is what I'm placing my trust is. But oftentimes, when you have to put your trust in the Lord, you find yourself in the middle of the vortex of life because you started at point A, but you're headed to point B, and you get called in the middle, and you, you don't know what's to the left. You don't know what's to the right. You're in this dark space in life as we go through life, and it tries to suck you away and pull you out of the direction that God has for your life, and that's where faith comes in. That's where trusting in God comes in the middle. Don't put your eyes on what's in front of you, but we put our faith in God. We put our trust in God. Rather than putting our faith in what we see in front of us, put our trust in God. Isn't that faith? It's an action step. Trust is the action step of faith. Lord, I trust you. Let's apply that to our modern-day context. Some trust in knowledge. 
Some trust in life experience. Well, look, I've already been through this. I know what I should decide. And they lean on their own understanding. Some trust in money in the bank. Some of you go, well, I don't have any money at the bank, so I can't trust in that. But oftentimes, don't we tend to trust what's in front of us rather than where God's taking us? It's easy to do that. You know what encourages me most about David is he didn't just express his moments of faith where he goes, come on, we're about to charge hell. We're, we trust in the Lord our God. But he also expressed moments of weakness and times where he was struggling with trusting God. Listen to the contrary here on, in Psalms verse 13 as David is wrestling with this, verses 1 and 2. It says, how long, Lord? Well, that's a question. Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with these thoughts? Day in, day after day, have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Have you ever ever been at that place to where you have total faith in God, but you get to the point where you're like, Lord, where are you at? I can't hear your voice. I'm, I'm trying to, to stay settled with him. I'm trying to trust in you, Lord, but, but God, where are you? And David has this moment of panic in his life. So today, if we're going to discuss the fact that we've got to trust God by taking an action step, number one, I want you to know that you can question God. It's okay. David himself questioned God. And some of you are sitting here going, no, I was taught, don't ever ask God a question. Don't ever question, God, what's going on in my life? God, what's going on around me? God, come on, you go through the fire sometimes. You come up with some questions. And some of you got a list that's long. And, and I know you've said this before. When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God this. When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, why, why, why? And you've got the list folded up in your spiritual pocket, and you're taking it with you. Lord, when I bust through the gates, I'm going straight to Jesus, and I'm going, why? It's okay. Let me say this, that God would rather you ask him questions and turn to him than turn your back on him and walk the other direction. God would much rather you be in communication and relationship with him. It's okay to ask God questions and ask him the hard questions. He's okay with that. He's got the answers to the hard questions. And that's the place that we find peace. Mark 9 22, there's a dad that's really going through it with his son. Jesus comes on the scene, and there's this, this kid who is possessed by a demon. And he's possessed by the demon. This man sees Jesus, and he's desperate. And here's what he's saying. It has often thrown him into the fire or water trying to kill him. But if you can do anything, have pity on us and help us. On. That's a desperate cry to the Lord. But if you can do anything, well, I don't care if you do anything else in my life. God, just step into this situation and do something, Lord. Maybe you're wondering why and you're asking God why today. If you're hurting, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. The second thing that you do is you've got to turn to prayer. You've got to pray. Back in Mark 20, 
three, this hurting dad wonders if Jesus can do anything. And here's Jesus' response in 23. It says, if you can, said Jesus. What do you mean, if I can? I'm the Lord of heaven and earth. Of course I can. Everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. But then he goes, but help me, because I don't believe. (laughs) He has a moment. How many of you felt like that? Lord, I believe, I trust in you, but God, I see what's right in front of me. I see my boy that's been running and trying to throw himself into the fire. I see my boy that's been trying to drown himself because of what's going on in his life. God, I I trust you and and I believe, but God, help my unbelief. This morning, I want, I want you to know that, that you can ask God that question. God, I, I, don't, I don't know. I believe. But help my unbelief, Lord. You know, I love that Jesus did not respond this way. Come back to me later. Come back to me later when you have your response figured out. You're standing before the God of heaven. You better get your life in order before you come before me and say one word. Come on, that's not what Jesus said. He had compassion on the guy. He was like, look, I know you don't have it all together. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you through this time. Well, Pastor Jason, you said I could question God. You said that was okay. And we see examples of that throughout the word of God. You said that I needed to pray, but I've done both of those things. I've questioned God. I've prayed. God did not come through for me like he did this demoniac kid. I don't know where else to turn, God. What do I do now? Number three, you've just got to surrender. When all is said and done... Just put it on the list and go, when I get to heaven, I'm asking Jesus this. But at some point, you've got to surrender it all to God because it's too much for you to carry. It's too much for you to bear and keep wrestling with. Just say, God, I don't know what else to do. And so I'm trusting you and I'm giving it to you. You got to choose to trust in God when you don't understand. Here's what Proverbs Chapter 3, verse 5 through 6 says, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him or surrender to him and he will make your path straight. That middle part just grabs me. Lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes we don't understand. And sometimes... It don't make sense. But Lord, I'm going to trust you anyway. The Hebrew word there for trust is batak. Batak. And it means this. It means to stretch out, to linger for a little while. Don't get in a hurry and run past this moment of, of what you're going through. Just lay down in the middle of it and say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know where you're headed in all of this. I cannot see the end result, but God, I'm staying right here. I'm laying down. 
I'm trusting you. And the word implies that you're waiting on a voice or a command. Lord, I'm waiting on your voice. See, trusting doesn't mean you always get what you want. It doesn't mean that you're always going to get what you're asking for or that you'll be delivered from that moment. But it does mean that he will steady you and that he will show you the way. I've asked Isaac and Paul Burnett to help me this morning and several other people. If you guys could come, come forward this morning. Isaac is Paul's son, and Isaac, you've been in kids' church with me for a while. But let me clarify, you're not anymore. You're a middle schooler now, right? I don't think that he's still in elementary school, okay? I want you to put this blindfold on and tie it around your head or your, cover your eyes and tie it on the back of your head. Your dad can, can help you there. I've asked a couple of people to be the distractors this morning. And oftentimes in life, we can hear the voice of the Lord, but at the same time, there's distractions to the left and to the right of us. And they're begging for our attention. They're calling for our attention. They're calling to, to keep us from trusting God. And if you listen to those voices, you'll never find the way of God for your life in that situation. So, Isaac, what I want you to do, and Paul, if you'll scatter out somewhere that Isaac doesn't see you. I want these other people to start hollering and calling at his name. And then I want Paul to say, Isaac, listen to me and come to me. And I want to see if he knows where his dad is at just by hearing his voice. All right, let's, let's try that this morning. You guys start. Thank you, guys. Good job, buddy. Thank you. You see, that was very loud, wasn't it? And I was even going at times. I'm like, is he really going to be able to hear him over them screaming and shouting? I hope so, because I don't want this to backfire. <laughs> but he heard his father's voice. Let me tell you that you can trust God in the middle of a, tur tur a turmoil that he is going to be speaking back to you and speaking peace over your life. And if you'll listen and just follow him, he'll get you to the right direction. Amen. Pro Proverbs chapter 3, 5 and 6. I want to read that again. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't, don't look at what's in front of you or what's going on around you. Or don't really even trust what you know, but trust what you know about God. In all your ways, when you've prayed, when you've questioned, 
in all your ways. Surrender to him. And he'll make your path straight. Amen. This morning, if you've watched online, I want to ask you today to consider the things that are going on in your life that just seem like it's too much to bear. And I want you to put your trust in the Lord this morning. There is strength that comes from putting your trust in the Lord. We have prayer team members that are online right now with you. And all you have to do is drop a, I need prayer in the comments, just a prayer request, a simple pray for me this morning, and they'll meet you right where you're at. Whether you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube today, go to the comment section. Our prayer team's going to be there just for you. And this morning, if you're in person, our worship team's coming, and they're going to sing us, lead us in another song about trusting in God. And while we're singing that this morning, I want you to just think, where am I at? What's going on in my life? What do I need to trust God for? Look, you may be praying and you may be questioning, but this morning the Lord is saying, surrender. Surrender to Him because He will make your path straight. Amen. This morning, if you'll stand right where you're at. At the end of this song, our prayer team is going to come down and they'll be across the altar area. Again, if you're online, our prayer team's already there. And all you have to do is submit a request in the comment section. I just want you to allow this song to speak to you this morning. Allow the Lord to speak through this song to you today about what it means to trust in God and what are those things that you need to surrender in your life and totally give over to the Lord for trust this morning? Amen. Come on, let's worship the Lord together.